Thank you for listening to the Take It With You episode 24 podcast entitled Snowed In. The last podcast that we released uh, was our very first show of the 2016 season, and we're going out of order for this one to put out our season finale recorded on Tuesday, November 15th. We celebrate the music of Leonard Cohen, and we welcome a very special appearance at the end of the show from Don Ness. Now, before we get going, uh, there are two things that you can do to help us out. First, go to iTunes and give us a review. Super helpful, super free. Uh, if you want to go the extra mile, Take It With You is now on Patreon. Uh, you can find more info on how you can become a patron at patreon.com slash tiwi. That's patreon.com slash T-I-W-I. And finally, uh, this show was written in large part as a response to the election results from the previous week. And so, uh, yeah, there there is some adult language and content in this one. So be advised, uh, you should probably listen with a friend. Welcome to Take It With You Live Radio Theater from Duluth, Minnesota. I'm Blake Thomas, your host, bartender, chief troubadour, general roustabout. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Dear President-elect Trump, I'm writing to you first to say congratulations because... Holy smokes, that thing you did was really something. But you're already very aware of how amazing you are, so I'll cut to the chase. My name is Blake, and I own a tavern in Duluth, Minnesota. It's huge and amazing. It's the best tavern in the Northland, hands down. Everybody knows it. And I manage an incredible staff of super hard workers, just the best workers, non-immigrants even. Anyway, I... I just wanted to introduce myself, because when you round up all the redheads and you ship them on boats to China to make your new line of American-made neckties, I, I would like to throw my hat in the ring to be considered for a supervisor position. Maybe something with an office, that would be nice. Because I know redheads, and redheads love me, I promise you. I have tiny hands, too. Sincerely, Blake. Nothing, nothing. Just trying to stay ahead of the game. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. You excited for tonight, though, right? What, open mic night? Yeah. I mean, excited? I don't know. I feel like we're going to get a lot of slam poetry about, like, pussies being grabbed. Pussy! Can't. <laughs> but who is the predator? Is it the pussy? Or the panther? Oh, 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 my pantsuit hangs low, and it wobbles to and fro. Like a penis in the afterlife. Exactly. Nonsense. Nonsense just like that. Thank you, Andy. I, Blake, I was being serious. Why don't you ever take me seriously? My slam poetry is a real thing. It's not just open mic, Blake. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, so what? So what? It's like double holiday. Double holiday? Double, double holiday. holiday! Double holiday? The day before Thanksgiving is when everyone comes home to be with their families. But then they get really sick of them. So they go out to the bar and they see their old high school friends and everyone is so happy. And awkward. And horny. Yeah, but they've lowered their standards since high school. And it's just a beautiful shit show. Double, double holiday. holiday! Right, sure. What's going on, y'all? Hey, Zach. Dude, turn that frown upside down. I'm not frowning, I'm just not smiling. Same thing, brah. 
Sink or swim, fight or flight, fly or die. If you're a bird in midair, that last one was a little iffy. All right, what are you so happy about? You know what's going on in this country, right? Uh, yeah. Everybody does. Good, I just wanted to make sure. Double holiday! Double holiday is going on, my man. What, am I the only one that doesn't know anything about this? Probably. Yeah. All right, look, we've got lots of folks showing up for open mic any minute, so can you help me out with sound check? We're going to help you out so freaking much, it's going to make your head explode. Okay, well, just... Just normal help is good this time. I'm on it! Like a bird on the wire Like a drunk in the midnight choir I've tried in my way to be free Like a worm on a hook like a night in some old-fashioned book I've saved all my ribbons for thee If I, if I've been unkind I hope that you can just let it go Like a beast with his horn, I have torn everyone who reached out for me. But I swear by his song, and all I've done wrong, that I will make it all up to thee. I saw a beggar leaning on his wooden crutch. And he said to me, You must not ask me so much. And a pretty woman leaning in her darkened door. She cried to me, well, Hey, why not? Ask for more Like a bird On the wire Like a drunk In a midnight choir I have tried In my way To be free Hey, Andy, can you uh, make a sign for that uh, food shelf donation bucket? With sparkles? Sure, if you want. Well, seems like it should have sparkles. Oh, look, people! So are you excited for Thanksgiving, Helen? Yeah, well, my aunt came over with her new wife to help prep for tomorrow, and my grandma just kept referring to them as the dykes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're out of baking soda, just send the dykes to the store. Yeah. My father spent most of the evening explaining to the family how Obama has been, quote, fucking him in the ass for eight years. 
He's ready for a change. Oh, boy. My uncle? My uncle drank like 17 bush lights and went off about Colin Kaepernick's ties to ISIS. <laughs> Thanksgiving's not going to be awkward at all this year. Why are we drinking yet? Agreed. Hey, all, did you bring a donation for the food shelf? First drinks are on us. Oh, hell yes, we did. We are thrifty bitches. We've got some cranberry sauce, Ooh, yeah. stuffing mix, mm-hmm. and pumpkin pie filling. The herpes of non-perishable foods. You don't know where it came from, but you always have it. Oh, and raisins. Ugh, I hate raisins. Who hates raisins? I do. I just said so. (laughs) Dumb. Well, all right, I'll take care of these delicious donations and uh, let Zach help you all out. Hey, Zach! Coming! Uh, what can I get you? (gasps) Zach? Nancy? Nancy Newman? Class of 98 represent! You remember Helen and Cody? I remember you. Oh, okay. Well, what can I get you? Three shots of bourbon and a pitcher of bent paddle. Oh, yeah. Get into it, Nancy. Coming right up. All right, everybody. The sign-up for Open Mic is right here. Don't be shy. We're going to kick it off with one of our very own, Andy. Come on up here. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. This is a new one. <clears throat> It's called breathe. 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 Everybody just breathe. Oh, I'm not trying to tell you to calm down. I'm just trying to tell you breathe. Hey, everybody, let's come together. Spread love and hope for one another. Oh, and you're hot, cause I am your brother. Oh, it's getting hot, I gotta take a cold shower. Breathe. Breathe. Everybody just breathe. Oh, I'm not trying to tell you to calm down. I'm just trying to tell you, breathe. Hey, everybody, let's come together. Spread love and hope for one another. Open your heart, cause I am your brother. Oh, it's getting hot, I gotta take a cold shower. Breathe. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you, sit down, thank you. Hey guys, I left my phone in the car. I'll be right back. We'll miss you. Ugh, I'll be right back. Seriously, Cody? We'll miss you? I, I was being cute. I got a ha. Okay, you're being weird, Casanova. <sighs> Whatever, I just, I just have this feeling like tonight is totally the night I'm finally gonna hook up with Nancy. You're gonna hook up with her? What do you mean? What, like, you know. Like in Avatar when they hair screw? <laughs> no, like, like real... Effing. Oh, like with your penis? Yeah, dude. Oh, you're, you're making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. Let's get some more shots up in this biz. I'm not nearly numb enough for this. Woo, we're starting to get some snow out there, y'all. Coming up next to the stage, we've got... Uh, oh, me. All right, okay, all right. Come on up, Mary. Well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Some sort of gypsy boy 
Everyone is in complete darkness, which brings us to the end of Act One. Enjoy this short musical interlude. This is a short musical interlude. And now, on to Act Two. <laughs> All right, I think there's some matches and tea lights behind the bar. I'm on it. Damn it! <laughs> that dude cock-blocked me all through high school, and he doesn't even remember me. He cock-blocked you? Is that like in Avatar when Sute tries to make Jake look like a douche in front of Natari? <laughs> what? No! Well, well, kind of, actually. It, it's, like, it's like when a dude prevents you from, like, making your move. Oh, like with your penis. No! No, like... God, you're making fun of me again. Mm -hmm. I found him! People, people see again. People can see again. Well, okay, but what do we do now? I think we just have to wait out the storm, and I don't know what else there is oh, to do. Wait, wait, okay, I got it! What, Mary? Okay, there it is! I found it! It's a crank radio! Nice! 
Nice! Nice! Crank it up! Cranking it up! Cranking it up! Cranking it, cranking it, cranking it up! We bring you now to a press conference already in progress with President-elect Donald Trump. I called this press conference to talk to the country about a recent devastating event. I've already tweeted about it, as I'm sure you... Wait, what? I can't hear What's him. Going on? China. 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 Global warming. Global warming? Global warming? Plates have shifted. What? Oh, okay. Plates have shifted? China is... China! Oh, China. Something's happening in China. The culprit. China's the culprit? Weather events of this nature. Weather events? Weather events? A terrible per- Oh no, oh, no. Very cold. Oh, oh yeah. doesn't sound good. Accelerated global warming at an incredible pace. Oh, oh god. god! The devious plan China has unleashed on the world. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm praying. Oh, oh no. Run to your house and hide there. Oh god! Oh, god. Well, there you have it, folks. What? In the wake of Trump's election, we are experiencing a barrage. Oh, God! What? I don't know what's happening. This crank radio sucks! A dangerous and unhinged... China? Global warming. God help us all. What? God help us all. Oh, God! Oh, my God! God! This is really happening, Oh, people. my God! I just... I, I, I didn't think it would come this soon! Me either, Mary. Wait, wait, wait. A catastrophic global weather event caused by China? That's what it sounded like. What the hell do we do now? All right, let's no one panic. Okay. We're still here. Yeah. No matter what is happening in the outside world, we still have each other. Here. Now. Zach's right. We still have each other. Here. Now. We still still have each other. Look into my my eyes. Here and Love each other, and that's all. Oh, the only thing. Will you guys stop ifing each other, God! <laughs> you guys, I'm scared. Well, first things first. We need to make it through the, tonight. Uh, the electric is out. The heat is out. The temperature is dropping quick. We should make sure that we can stay warm until tomorrow. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Really that's, rational. Rational. Yeah. that's very rational. Maybe, or maybe we should not do that. Why? Because, Nance, Zach. Because, Zach, we don't know how long this thing is going to last, Zach. So maybe, Zach, we shouldn't use all of Zach's our resources on the first night. Zach? Dumb! <laughs> Super dumb. Would you be on my side, Helen? God! I'm not talking about using all of our resources. Just making a small fire. There's plenty of shit to burn in the basement. <gasps> the basement?! <laughs> Should we put it to a, a vote? What kind of vote? Should we do a, like a popular vote or should we just do a vote where Mary arbitrarily gets three votes? Hey, yeah, I, I, I am real cool with that. All right, well, let, just raise your hands. Who wants to make a fire? All right, Zach, Mary, Andy, Helen. Well, all right, there are seven of us, so I guess the eyes have it. I'll grab the saw and pull out the old bar stools from the basement. <laughs> the basement? The gang held two to their vote and they began sawing chair legs in order to make a fire. And now, a fire. Oh, 
What a nice crackling fire. It sure is. You know, guys, there's still some people on this open mic list. Should we hear a song? <laughs> oh, God, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel You were talking so brave and so sweet Giving me head on the unmade bed While the limousines wait in the street Those were the reasons that was New York We were running for the money and the flesh that was called love for the workers in song Probably still is for those of them left But you got away then, didn't you, babe? You just turned your back on the crowd You got away, I never once heard you say I need you, I don't need you I need you, I don't need you And all of that jiving around I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel You were famous, your heart was a legend You told me again you preferred handsome men But for me, you would make an exception your fists for the ones like us So pressed by the figures of beauty But you fixed yourself And said, well, never mind We are ugly We have the music But you got away And didn't you be You just turned your back on the crowd Got a way I never once heard you say That I need you I don't need you I need you I don't need you And all of that Jiving around I don't mean to suggest That I loved you the best I can't keep track Of each fallen robber I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel But that's all, I don't think of you that often Well, I'll tell you one thing I'm glad we were able to have a fairly uncontentious vote about this making a fire situation Yeah, I'm with you, Zach Of course she is what was that? Shot it, Cody. Although I voted for not having the fire, I'm glad now because it's warming my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Nancy, because we're all getting along so well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even though we're in a bad spot, I do take solace in the fact that I'm here with all of you. Even though Trump's election caused China to trigger a global catastrophic weather event, I feel safe. I mean, could you imagine if we were in a room full of Trump supporters? I mean, we would need to talk. Healthy conversation. But I, I doubt that's really an issue with this group, though, Andy. I, yeah. You know, I mean, cause, right? Cause, I mean, nobody, nobody out of the seven of us voted, voted for him, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? 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 
Obamacare is stupid, okay? <gasps> what, what, are, you, are you fucking serious? You caused this global meltdown! Uh, get out! Get the get out of here! I think you just cockblocked yourself, dude. Shut up! Okay, look. All right, we're here. We're queer! <laughs> Sh sure. Sure. Um. But also, we're here, and uh, and we're not going anywhere. So uh, maybe we can talk this out. Cody, why on earth did you do this to everybody? I did. I didn't do this to everybody. Debatable. Okay, you want to know why? Yeah, because it seems like you may have ended the world. I didn't end the world. You might have. Nancy! J Nancy. Okay. At Optical Options. What's we Optical get, Options? It's a glasses place. What, you've okay? never heard of Optical Options? No. Optical Options, where I meet you. I, I guess. I, don't, I didn't know we had one of those in Duluth. Uh, Cody lives in Des Moines. Oh, okay, so you guys are in town for the holidays, right? I forgot. Double holiday! Double, double holiday! Right. I can't help but think double. that we're getting a little off track. Look, you yeah. don't know how many times a week I get people coming in the store to replace their government-bought glasses for, like, the seventh time. Here we go. I had a dude come in last week, and he straight up told me he got drunk, passed out in a ditch, and when he woke up, his glasses were broken. I don't want my tax dollars going to pay that douchebag a new pair of glasses. I mean, I mean, where is the accountability? So, so just, just, just so I get this straight, you ended the world over a few pair of glasses. I didn't end the world. It is debatable. Cody, the guy you voted for is a big meanie pants. Zach! Come on, watch your tone. <laughs> Sorry, what I meant to say was he's a bad man. Zach! Butt munch! Okay, yeah, I know. Wait, what you know? I, I just couldn't bring myself to vote for Hillary. Oh, you are oh, killing it with the ladies. Shut up, Helen. <laughs> Guys, look, we could justifiably sit here all night and bitch about Cody's decision to end the world. End the world. Debatable. But there's little point in dwelling on the past. I suggest. Guys. I, Yes, Helen. I have a confession to make. Not you too, Helen! Helen! Uh, okay. I voted for Dan Vasic. Who, who, what? Who, what? Who's Dan Vasic? The legal marijuana now candidate. Oh. Duh. What? Seriously? Oh my god. Helen, we all love smoking weed. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's one of Andy's favorite things to do, but you can't have that be your sole determining factor. Look, this factor has been a really hard week on all of us. I think we're all exhausted. I just can't take any more arguing. I vote we all get some rest. Oh, boy, do we need to vote for that, too? Helen! And that, friends, brings us to the end of Act Two. No, not the popcorn brand. This is a short musical interlude. And now we return to our story at the top of Act Three. The gang is still swaddled in gentle slumber, and they dream in the songs of Leonard Cohen. A woman in blue, she is asking for revenge. The man in white, that's you, says he has no friends. The river
lives. Oh, rise and shine, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, man, I forgot all about Thanksgiving. Oh, me too. Nancy and Zach, were you two spooning? Wow. Huh, I guess we were. I wasn't, uh, sorry, Nancy. Wow, yeah, I didn't know that was happening either. I'm just trying to stay warm. The human instinct, I guess. Human instinct? Mm -hmm. I call malarkey. Do we still have human instinct? Well, Andy, in Avatar, the human instinct for Jake was to save Home Tree, even though he was part of the regime to tear it down. Dude, what is your beef with me, Cody? What's my beef? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what my beef is. Oh, God, I gotta get high for this. <laughs> you... You cock-blocked me my entire junior year with Nancy. I cock-blocked you? Like an avatar. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. The whole year in chess club, I would always try to play against Nancy, and you always came over at the last minute and took my spot, and I never got to talk to her. We were friends. 
Plus, I don't have any recollection of this. You were in chess club? And then I was supposed to get with Nancy on double holiday, and you don't even remember me, and you cock me again! You were supposed to get with me? Yeah. Hot, right? Cody's so hot. <laughs> enough! Enough! Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the whole year, and, and world-ending Chinese-triggered weather event, or no world-ending Chinese-triggered weather event, I'm not gonna let any of you ruin this for me. You're right, Andy. Guys, let's suck it up. We can be peaceful to one another for Thanksgiving. Yes. Right, Cody? Yeah, sure, you're right. Yes, let's put aside our differences and be positive. Man, I am so positive right now. Yeah, that's the spirit. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, we still have all that food in the donation bid. Andy, uh, you want to haul that over? It's one of my favorite things to do. I'll just move this like this. Well, let's see what we've got in the old bin here. Canned asparagus, mm, yummy. Watered chestnuts, not super Thanksgiving appropriate. Canned chicken, that's close to turkey, same family anyway. Oh, instant stuffing, oh, yeah, that'll work. Oh, and raisins, well, those can go in the stuffing, can't they? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Hell no. What, hell no what? No raisins in the stuffing. Why not? They're just grapes, but like as cute little old people. I hate raisins. Here we go again, where's the bong? Well, so what? You don't get to decide for the whole group. Why not? Somebody needs to have some balls around here. How else is anything gonna get done? You know we're talking about raisins, right? Yeah, I know we're talking about effing raisins. It's a big deal to me. I hate raisins, and I don't want raisins anywhere near my stuffing. But what about the rest of us that like raisins? I don't give an F. I'd rather throw the stuffing into a fire than put raisins in it. You'd rather no one have any stuffing than just you not have any stuffing. That's insane! Insane? I'm not the only one who doesn't like raisins. People don't like to talk about it openly because of fear of being ridiculed. Oh, Jesus Christ. But it's true. You're crazy, crackers. Let's put it to a vote. Who, other than Cody, doesn't want raisins in their stuffing? Really? Nancy? Blake? Well, I don't like raisins in the stuffing. Okay, but, but you can't possibly side with Cody. I cannot like raisins and not like Cody at the same time. Fine, fine. You know what? A line has been drawn in the sand. Pro-raisins and anti-raisins. I know which side of history I want to be on. You know, you know. We could just put raisins in half the stuffing. It'd be pretty easy. We, we would just need another bowl. No! no! Oh my God, you are so annoying! Slap! Oh, really? It's on! Slap back! Just stop! For this entire episode, I mean, night, all we've been doing is fighting. I mean, why are we fighting? Why are we fighting? We like each other, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. I love you, Nancy! You do? Mm-hmm. I've always loved you. I love you too, Helen. No, I mean in a different way. Yeah, me too. Wait, in the same different way that I love you? Yes, like in the same different way. Like in a friendship way? Yes, like I love you not how I love my other friends. Like in a kissing way? Like in a naked way. Oh. Okay, oh my God, we get it. We Progress. get it. 
Pro progress, progress, progress. It feels good. So it's been Helen cock blocking me all along? You know it. Look, guys, do we want our final days to be spent pitted against one another? What are we supposed to do, you guys? Our world is falling apart as we are sitting in here. Where's our perspective? Where's our human connection? Where can we find it? I don't know. I've tried looking everywhere, but there is one person we haven't tried. Here, I'll telepath him right now. Telepath. Hello? Andy? Ask Brooks. Ask him anything you want about stuff. But keep in mind he has a doctorate in theoretical physics. If that helps refine your topic, ask Brooks. Ask Brooks! Brooks! Help us! Is there anything scientific or, or anything involving, I don't know, math that could help us have some positive perspective? We need science right now. A lot of times, we tend to think of science as a collection of facts we can take comfort in. Things that we know about the world around us. But really, science is a process, a method for dealing with things that we don't know. It's the idea that our understanding of the world gets richer through experimentation, through a process of trial and error. Without things going contrary to our expectations, as frustrating as that is, we never truly learn anything and we never grow. It's the conviction that, without losing the ability to think critically, we have to respect the world around us enough to listen to it and observe it and then have the courage to place the fruits of those observations, real hard data, ahead of any preconceived notions we might have about how the world works. It's the most constructive way of dealing with the unknown that I can think of. And it's been my experience that that same conviction helps in dealing with people, too. Okay, okay. Well, thanks, Brooks. No problem, Andy. And good luck. Ask Brooks. Wow. That was kind of amazing. Helen, you're amazing. <gasps> I feel so much better. Yeah. Me too. Whoa. Oh, wait. Yeah, what, the... what is that? What the hell what? is that? Oh no, this is it! This is when it all, it's all done! <laughs> hey, is everyone holding up okay? Brian Schottenbach! Brian, you're alive! Yep, I am. Are, they, are there others still alive, too? Um, yeah. There are many still alive. Do you, we, have any idea of the extent of the damage? Phrasing an urgency in which you're asking these questions is really confusing. Well, we've, we've heard the reports. It's over, isn't it? The world is ending. Um, no, just some bad weather, buddy. A bunch of us are going around town and digging everyone out. But the news, the radio, Trump, he was talking about a global weather event, a devious plan, a catastrophe, China! Wait, wait, do you mean this? I'll just pull it up on my phone. Wait, your phone works? Um, yeah, most of the time. Uh, here, check it out. We bring you now to a press conference already in progress with President-elect Donald Trump. I called this press conference to talk to the country about a recent devastating event. I've already tweeted about it, as I'm sure you're aware. Rosie O'Donnell stole my China. Not the China who invented global warming, my dinnerware. My plates have shifted from their regular place in the dishwasher where I put them after every meal. My china is gone. O'Donnell is the culprit. I don't know whether events of this nature are common for her. She is a terrible person mentally. She's very cold when you meet her in person. 
which is odd because she has probably accelerated global warming at an incredible pace with all of her farts. That is if climate change was real instead of a devious plan China has unleashed on the world because Rosie also stole their China. I'm praying for her. If you see her, take my China back. Run to your house and hide there. Tweet at me and I will come get my China. Well, there you have it, folks. In the wake of Trump's election, we are experiencing a barrage of wholly unnecessary time-wasting press conferences brought to you by a dangerous and unhinged individual using his immense power and position to bitch about Rosie O'Donnell, China, and the myth of global warming. God help us all. Oh. Wait, wait so that's what this was all about? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it looks like you're... <laughs> Power is still out. So how about you guys all just hop in my truck and uh, we'll head back to the new Blacklist tap room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like your truck. Oh my God. This place is beautiful. It's way better than your bar, Blake. Thanks, Andy. I, I, I just love, I love all this exposed brick. I just, I wish there was a way I could learn more about how this, this place came to be. We could have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would do the trick. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi. Oh, man. So you were, you were here. You were here on our very, very first show. Yes, and just as nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we start off, uh, in case people don't know, talking about Blacklist beer. Um, not so much this new tap room, but the beer itself. What makes what makes your beer what makes your beer stand out? What makes it different? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's that's like asking how your kid is better than everyone else's or different. Um, we put everything we have into this beer, and and uh, you know you could give ten to a hundred different brewers the same recipe, and it would turn out different. So. Um, that's how we're different. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's a little thing, uh, there's something I pulled off your website that says, we make beer like your grandma would have made beer, assuming you had the coolest grandma in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. But you make, a, so you make a Belgian-style beers Yep. Um, that, that are rich and, and kind of higher in alcohol content than, than I think what people would think about as a typical beer. And so like, how does that, uh, the history of, of brewing like, affect uh, um, how you make it? Um, as far as the beers that we make, uh, we just, we just gravitated towards Belgian styles. We don't like to say we're an, only a Belgian brewery, but, um, we like to work backwards from an idea that we have. And a lot of times we end up picking the strain of yeast that we feel might benefit the style that we're making. So, and that, that happens to usually end up at a Belgian strain. Um, that's kind of how we decided to go the route that we're going. Have you ever been to Belgium? I have. I not have long not. enough. I have not. <laughs> no. Uh, awesome. Uh, did um, when when did you go there? <laughs> <laughs> did you go Did you go there uh, specifically to uh, be in Belgium and like learn about beer, or were you just there? I was. Like, I went. <laughs> I went to Siebel for brewing school, and that ended up in Germany and parts of Belgium and Czech Republic as well. Siebel. 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 Yes. 
Bruin Institute in Chicago. Oh, oh, fantastic. Um, Okay, let's uh, change the subject because I am an idiot uh, when it comes to (laughs) asking questions. So you've got this this new space, this new facility that's going to be opening um, soon. And, um, and it's this tap room, and then downstairs is uh, your new brewery. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the, the first time we talked to you, um, you know, you were talking about how you started, you know, brewing beer in your house, and, yeah. and now you're moving to this new facility, and, and just kind of the, the, the responsible growth and, and DIY stuff. Talk about that. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long road. Uh, we did start very small. In fact, our, our old system was... Well, to, to make it 80 gallons. So um, now we're moving to a 20-barrel system, which is 620 gallons, I believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also it just the, the technology um, that we get to use. It's temperature control, uh, steam over, over direct fire is, is, is something I've always wanted to be able to do because you have ideas and, and you might be, you might be uh, constrained by the equipment that you have. Um, so I'm really excited to to see what we can do with the new system. Gotcha, steam versus direct fire. So before you were, you were using direct fire um, mm-hmm. to, to heat everything, and now you have more control with, with the steam? Is right. that how that works? Yep, yep. So just like, just like when you're cooking at home, when you have flame going on a pan, you've got, you've got very direct heat. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that can caramelize beer, that can scorch beer if you're not careful. Um, so the steam itself allows for a much gentler boil. And that's just one of the, that's just one of the things, uh, but it's, it's a big step actually in, in the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, expanding your facility, you have, uh, the ability to, to do a bunch of, um, smaller tanks and use it as kind of like a test kitchen for yourself. Yeah. So we have full on, uh, we have 20 barrel tanks, which are large ones. And then we also have smaller ones that the whole goal of this is to use our tap room as a test kitchen. So everyone at the tap room is going to see different styles first. And cause that's the fun for us is, is constantly making something new changing things and what we'd like to do is is when we have a new idea we can run it up to the tap room first and so everyone gets a first crack at that we see how people react to it and then if we want to package that from then on whether it's a bottle or a can then we can go that that route yeah yeah that's got to be super exciting are there is there anything that you're particularly like oh i've really wanted to try this for a long time but you know it, it just hasn't been possible um to be honest everything we've done has been such high alcohol beer and that's uh, that's the model that we went now we're going to have the option to make, you know, uh, we're, we're going to come out with a very low alcohol Belgian wit, um, Belgian single, you know, next summer I'd like to do half of ice and things like that. So actually it's kind of the more pure, uh, lower alcohol ones that I'm excited about right now. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the tap room itself uh, is in the last place on earth building, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, we, we don't have to get into this too much, but um, <laughs> It, it was it was shut down by the government for various reasons and uh, and now and now you're in it I mean that's that's exciting but it could be haunted maybe you think I don't know I don't know it's old I'm yeah I'm bad with this because I get scared um, <laughs> late late night in the brewery I might be uh, running out and leaving everything unlocked and just there's there's noises and things. It's an old building. It's it's creepy. I'm I'm bad at this. <laughs> um, but also just the tap room itself. Uh, you got a cool garage door on the front of it. I yeah. always like that. I'm kind of a sucker for garage doors on buildings. And that's why we did it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then um, gonna have some music and and all of your beers on tap and and that sounds just like a, a, a fantastic time. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's um, were there any particular moments where, like, uh, in this process, where this like really became real to you? No, like, no, no, no. I don't know where I am right now. Just, <laughs> uh, just trudging along. 
No, it is. It's it's funny because every time, you know, when you picture this, there's been so many years of planning. You think that you're going to get on that brand new system or make that bar, and it's going to be everyone's, you know, cheersing and having beers and super happy. And no, it's just terrifying. People are just their eyes are down, and and <laughs> we haven't slept. And uh, yeah, it's it's not ex- it's not anything like I expected it to be. Yeah. What what are you, what are you doing after this? After I'm this? going to seal concrete floor after this. <laughs> Well, luckily you have a you have a bunch of a bunch of beer there. So, uh, no. <laughs> uh, do you think there will be a moment when you're finally like, oh, great, I, I get to exhale and I, I, I get to so. breathe and it's done and and I and I feel like a champ. I do. I want to see beer pour out of the taps and yeah. the doors open. All right. Um, I, I think Mary might have a, a question for you. Hello, Brian. So. Um, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, so you are already in the group. You were the first one that we took in the group to help mm-hmm. us fight the zombies. Yeah. So in, and I think your answer, your answer was really good. It was like, we have beer. And we were like, okay, you're in. Um, so you're in our group already. It's been like three years. You're still in. Um, do you have any additional you know, skills that we should probably keep you in? The group. Um, I feel like a zombie, so I might blend in. Oh. <laughs> oh, you can infiltrate the zombies. We can, we can trick them with you. Yeah, I might. I, I could also be a good watch because I don't sleep very much. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know what? We're we're keeping you in this group. You're All right, in, Brian. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. This is my brewery. Oh, right, right. He has a point. Oh yeah, he's we're in the, here. Okay. Yeah, man. Man, after all that, I'm just glad we're all here, safe and sound, in, in the, the new Blacklist Tap Room. Exactly. So, uh, it turns out, I guess we just kind of made up that whole world-ending weather event apocalypse scenario in our on our own, huh? Yeah. I guess we just got a little carried away, huh? I mean, everything is. Still standing? Yeah, you can say that again. Everything is still standing. And that brings us to the end of Act Three. And now, to the epilogue. Solitude of longing, where love.
Oh, see the darkness yielding that tore the light apart. Come healing of the reason, come healing of the heart. Hi there, friends. So when... Blake asked if I would come and share some thoughts uh, tonight. I immediately agreed because in the days after the election, I had so much uh, on my heart. So over the weekend, I wrote page after page, every idea, every emotion, every rationalization, 15 pages of searching for some sort of truth that I could hold on to. It felt good. I got a lot off my chest. The problem was that I was forced to go back and actually read it, and it was awful. <laughs> so I stripped away what was too obvious. I stripped away what felt entitled, privileged, condescending, or falsely confident. I stripped away several pages of detailed electoral mansplaining. <laughs> I stripped away my desire to deny my raw vulnerabilities and attempt to rationalize my anger. And then I realized that there was nothing left, just hurt and emptiness, just empty, and that's the worst. And so when we're hurt and empty, we look desperately for something to fill that void and distract ourselves, and given the circumstances of the past week, we had ample supply of anger and frustration and fear. And then the next thing you know, we're fighting with our friends about the symbolism of a damn safety pin. Democracy can break your heart, and I felt this pain before too many times. But unfortunately, this time feels different. This time, I'm afraid. 
I worry about the hate that has been unearthed and the hate rising to confront it. But right now, being with all of you, I can feel my hope being restored. I see my friends, my neighbors, my wife, Laura, and I'm reminded of the cool things that happen in our little city. Thousands of amazing victories, big and small. And I see the, voice, the, the faces of people who really care, who share their gifts, who are always striving for a better world. You guys are beautiful. You know that? You really are. And how lucky are we to gather tonight to have these incredible people give us a reason to come together. And through art and music and laughter and Leonard Cohen, we find our humanity. To see the people that we care about and love and respect, to see them happy and laughing and together, it takes that empty space in our hearts and it fills it with love. And now that's powerful. That's the feeling we need. It's tangible. You can feel it, a tingle in your skin, the pounding in your heart, the rising feeling in your chest. It's that feeling that changes the world. It reminds us of the joy and beauty that persists, that we're all in this together, and that we, and this feeling, will fuel the struggles in the months and years to come. And here's the idea. We have to reject the idea that love is weakness or capitulation. Love requires courage, requires passion. And with that, we'll resist with all of our might against the forces who seek to divide us. And we fight when we must to defend the promise of America for all. We'll never stop striving for that more perfect union. And we will win. We will win. Not because of our anger-filled counterpunch. We'll win by committing to a better way. We win. We win by finding common cause with the good that resides in the hearts and, the, and that also resides in the hearts of those who are on the other side of a widening political divide. I know that they have love in them. I've got to trust that. And for, sa for the sake of my kids, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to teach my kids to trust that. If we're going to prevail over hate and division, we need to untangle the twisted ball of confusion, frustration, hurt, and resentment that every single American is struggling with. Because there is love and understanding in there. But they're being strangled by a chokehold of the Facebook commentary. We gotta release it. Just release. Let love extend its arms and express its true power. So you feeling me? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask for your help. I'm gonna share a few short ideas, and if you are with me, I want you to respond with a loud Love wins, okay? I'll point to you. In the face of a joyful African-American girl who wants to believe in her country, love, love wins. In the face of a hard-working Mexican dreamer who worries about her family's deportation, love wins. In the face of a Somali refugee who seeks acceptance both as a Muslim and as an American, love wins. In the face of the, the kind-hearted white guy who feels ignored and left behind after his career job left town. Love wins. In the face of the little girl who wants so desperately to believe that she can become president. Love wins. In the face of bigotry and racism, misogyny and sexism, and the forces that seek to divide us from our neighbors. Love wins. And in the face of our own struggles with hurt 
frustration, anger, and resentment, we're going to choose the more challenging, vulnerable, uncertain path because deep down we believe a better way is possible. We believe that America's best days are yet to come because when given the chance, love wins. You're damn right it does. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Take It With You is Gracie Anderson, Mary Fox, Andy Fry, Katie Helbaca, Ryan Nelson, Nick Pascuzzi, Matt Reilly, Zach Stouffer, and Blake Thomas. Our sound engineer is Nick Gosen, and our stage manager is Mackenzie McCullum. This episode was written by Blake Thomas and Mary Fox with story assistance from Sarah Luke and Don Ness, and the podcasts are edited by Blake and Nick. The song Breathe was written by Andy Fry. The Take It With You theme is by Blake, and Sitting on Top of the World is a traditional. The other five tunes you heard in this episode uh, were all written by the late, great Leonard Cohen. 
We were joined this time by special guest Brian Schanzenbach of Blacklist Beer. More info online at blacklistbeer.com. And by Don Ness. Find out more info about his book, Hillsider, at donnessbook.com. The show was performed in the Underground Theater here in Duluth, Minnesota. Our logo was designed by the one and only the wickedly talented Sarah Luke. Our specialty Foley items are often made by Matt Gildner. A special thanks to Crystal Pelkey, the Underground staff, the Duluth Playhouse, Bent Paddle Brewing Company, and Victoria Photography, the Vista Fleet, and the Red Herring Lounge. Find Take It With You on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and online at takeitwithyou.org where you can listen to all available podcasts. Thank you for being a part of this, and we'll see you next time.